0: You're listening to Legion, the podcast about the devil and all his works. From obsessions to possessions, from hexes to hauntings, if it's demonic, I'm on it. I'm Susan Vigilante. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, and welcome to a new season of Legion with Susan Vigilante. Um, You know, I started this podcast, among other reasons, because I thought if I could if I were going to come up with a podcast about the devil and the way he influences this world, I'm never going to run out of stories. I mean, you know, the devil's on his toes. He's always watching for a way to slip in and he's constantly doing it, you know, with pornography, with drugs, with semi-pornographic stuff on TV that little kids get exposed to with all, all kinds of horrible things that most people don't want to spend any time thinking about. I don't want to think about them either, but I know they're real. So that's why I do this podcast. Well, the latest little blip on the screen of what the hell were these people thinking is about a woman named Marina Abramovic. She's the lady who uh, the president of Ukraine hired to be an ambassador, I think, for education out of Ukraine. She's, she's from Yugoslavia, but uh, Ukraine hired her. She is 76 years old. Looks a lot younger her, because she's—I had, I don't know how much—you know—plastic surgery done on her face. But what you know, you look below the neck, and she's definitely 76 years old. She is actually a very famous performance artist. Uh, going back 25 years, you can find articles about her in various art newspapers, uh, art forums. She's a big deal in that world. Now, I will be the first to admit that I know zero about contemporary modern art. And I mean, I mean nothing. Banksy. Okay, I get Banksy. I get, you know, the cute little cartoons that he destroys. Okay, fine. I kind of get that. But I can also tell you that one day, uh, years ago, I was in the Museum of Modern Art in New York, and I stumbled into a room. There was nobody in the room but me, and the room had these huge uh, canvas bags spread out on the floor, And I immediately assumed, oh God, they're painting in here. They're going to throw me out any second. I better get out of here. No, nobody was painting. It was an exhibit. I don't know what it was called. But, uh, you know, if you tripped over one of those bags, you'd walk out with a bump on your head and an even stranger understanding of what modern art was or is. Anyway, Abramovic is very highly respected. She's a very big deal. One of her most famous exhibits uh, involved, you had to get into the exhibit, you had to squeeze between two naked people, a woman and a man. And I do mean squeeze, uh, they're standing, I'm looking at a picture. Oh, I know. Maybe they're six inches apart, but I think I'm being generous with that, with that estimate. The models, there was a, there was a recent version of this exhibit. I think last year it opened in London. And there was a beautiful woman and a really good-looking man, and you squeeze between these two. Now, the original of this exhibit was squeezing between naked Marina and her naked husband. So I have no idea if that had anything, anything like the appeal that this one had. Critics, let's just say their opinions on this exhibit were varied. Some people said it was bold and daring and Marina being her, you know, sparkling self and leading us into artistic freedom. But at least two critics said, you know, the real problem was not stepping on the model's toes. I didn't care what they were squeezing up against me, but I really didn't want to hear anybody scream in pain. Abramovic, according to an art site I'm looking at now, is known to push the physical and mental boundaries in the pursuit of art. In 2010, she sat for eight hours a day for nearly three months at the Museum of Modern Art in New York City. Visitors were invited to sit in front of her for as long as they wanted, with more than 1,500 people joining the performance. That's what they're calling it, a performance. Sitting around in front of Marina, that's a performance. Videos of this performance formed part of the Royal Academy of Arts retrospective on the woman's work last year. Also performed was a piece called The House with the Ocean View. In this work, performers stay in the room for 12 consecutive days, 24 hours a day. The original performance was undertaken without food, and no talking, writing, or reading was allowed. It is not known if the performers will follow the strict conditions of the original performance at the Royal Academy in the most recent iteration of this thing. Okay, so she does what she calls art. A lot of it involves blood, like knives, uh cutting herself with knives, spilling blood all over the place. Uh, It's very, it's very, it's very messy art. And there's a lot of blood and there are knives and there's one, one of her performances, she she sticks herself in the finger with knives or rather she tries to do that trick where you spread your fingers out on a table and you poke the knife between the fingers and you try to do it really fast but she keeps cutting her fingers and she says that's part of the art. So the bleeding is part of the art there. Here's a little bit more, another, another art newspaper. Much of Yugoslavian born artist Marina Abramovic's work is about testing her physical and psychological limits. In her most famous performances, we have seen her take strong doses of neuroleptic drugs to induce epileptic fits and vomiting sessions observed by an unflinching audience, and induce weeping fits by eating a raw onion. So taking the old-fashioned way there. We have seen her, visibly terrified, let snakes wrap themselves around her face, contorting it. Many of her non-performance pieces are also concerned with inflicting pain, a staircase made of knife blades relief portraits made by pushing people's faces into lumps of clay. So she, she grabs you by the bed and she shoves your face into a lump of clay. That's, that's art, babe. And when she teaches, she likes to acquaint her students with a bit of suffering too, instructing them to observe days of abstinence from food, sex, talking, television, even from all forms of communication. But in her private life, she is someone who loves life and knows how to get pleasure from the smallest things. In her house in Amsterdam, she always has friends to stay and gets tremendous pleasure from collecting mountains of strange images cut from books and magazines. She is even passionate about minerals. It was her hats and shoes made from semi precious stones that she chose from all her work for her first ever show in Kassel in 1992. The piece of her art that is uh, at the center of the controversy about her is something called spirit cooking. I've only seen videos of her performing spirit cooking online. She seems to paint a menu on a wall of kind of strange, but actually bizarre. She says, you know, take some cabbage leaves and boil them in a pot for 10 hours until the water's all gone and then attack somebody. I don't know. Um, And that's what's drawn all the attention because people think that this is probably witchcraft. Now, Abramovic herself made a very clear point. She said, if you do this in a museum, it's art. If you do this at home, yeah, it could be witchcraft because nobody's there to see it except you. Personally, I think that gets close enough to witchcraft to qualify. Um, I'm a strong believer in keeping quite a distance between myself and anything having to do with the the dark arts. But I guess in Yugoslavia, you know, where Abramovic grew up, apparently she grew up a very abused child, Her signals got a little crossed and the boundaries are a little bit dulled. Uh, Okay, so that's Marina Abramovic. Artist, performance artist, self-mutilator, lousy cook, uh, publicity hound, and very, very famous in her field. And now she's working for the Ukraine government. I'm only going to say this about hiring Abramovic. I think the fact that he hired Abramovic to do any kind of government job shows a serious lapse in judgment on President Zelensky's part. I mean, she was a consultant to Hillary Clinton's campaign. Think about that for a second. She was a major consultant to Hillary Clinton's campaign. Do we remember how that worked out? I do. Hillary lost that election, and she never saw it coming. Do you all remember election night 2016? Hillary and her daughter and Bill backstage at the Javits Center, you know, holding hands and jumping up and down because she was about to make history. She had no clue what was about to hit her. She should have. And if she had, you know, a performance artist and a psychic and a witch working for her, you'd think they would have told her, but I guess they didn't (laughs) I guess they didn't want to hurt her feelings. Either that or, you know, they just didn't know. Hillary certainly did not know. She never saw it coming. She was completely, completely shocked when she lost the 2016 election t- to Donald Trump. So, as far as Abramovic's uh, political instincts go, I'd give her a D. But here's another thing President Zelensky is Ukrainian. Anybody who grew up in Ukraine in the last, I don't know, 100 years had Russian history shoved down his throat from the time they could first walk. There should be nothing those people don't know about the history of Russia. So, did the guy never hear of Rasputin? I mean, Rasputin is the perfect example of what happens when a powerful government figure decides to rely on, you know, frankly, Rasputin was a performance artist. He hypnotized people, and he pulled off this total bullshit act that he was able to do things that he couldn't do. And people fell for it because they thought there was something magical about him. I mean, I don't know what Zelensky's thinking, but he sure is not thinking, he sure is not thinking straight. Anyway, Rasputin was a mystic and a weirdo, and Abramovic is kind of a mystic and a weirdo. And you hire people like this who have even a tangential attachment to the dark arts to work for you, don't expect anything good to happen. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen in Ukraine, but I'm really glad I'm not there. And given the judgment shown by their president, I don't think I would ever want to be there. Thanks for listening to this episode of Legion podcast about the devil and all his works. I hope you'll join me again next time. I'm Susan Vigilante, and remember, the devil's first trick is to convince you he doesn't exist.